0: Welcome to the Taylor and Jen podcast.
1: Mornings with Taylor and Jen. What is Jello Jigglers? Life 107.5. Going to a friend's house for Thanksgiving, and I asked, as you do. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know, thank you so much for the invitation. Is there anything that I can do? Yes. Is there anything that I can bring? What do I bring. Is there anything yeah. that I can make? And my sweet friend texted back and she said, Well, as a matter of fact, would you mind making macaroni and cheese? I sat and looked at my Whoa. phone and I smiled. I have absolutely nothing against homemade mac and cheese. In fact, it's one of my specialties. I love making homemade mac and cheese when people are sick, when people have a baby, when people move in. I love to make homemade mac and cheese. But as
0: a Thanksgiving side.
1: I grew up on the East Coast and then moved out here. And I had never, ever, ever heard of having macaroni and cheese as a Thanksgiving side. I never had.
0: And now you're making it for and, a Thanksgiving.
1: And now I will be the one <laughs> that will be making it. So mm. she's entered me into two things. It's the national debate. Is macaroni and cheese an official Thanksgiving side? Mm-hmm. And I'm going to be having something new on my Thanksgiving Day plate.
0: I gotta say, mac and cheese is a nice fit for Thanksgiving.
1: Mac and cheese is a nice fit for anything.
0: I mean, you're not wrong there.
1: (laughs) It's always good to try something new. Yeah. Right? Something new or at least different from other people at your Thanksgiving Day meal.
2: We make... Jello jigglers? That might surprise you. Jello, jello jigglers. jigglers? Yeah, because the jello filled with all the fruit and stuff is disgusting. But uh, oh, yeah, jigglers.
1: What is jello jigglers? You
2: don't know what jello jigglers are? Uh, I'm sorry, I don't. Is it
0: like you pour it into a mold and then you put it on a plate and it jiggles?
2: Yeah, it's oh. like handheld jello. <laughs> sorry, you have handheld jello at your Thanksgiving meal. I <laughs> do. <laughs> we we even use an egg mold then they cut them in half and put like little whipped cream (laughs) dolls on them so they look like deviled eggs
1: (laughs) (laughs) we want to hear about the surprises at your thanksgiving day dinner and not the weird stories that your uncle ned tells not those no the things that are on your table that Maybe a little surprising
2: to us. When my wife and I got married, we didn't have a lot. And so for Thanksgiving at our house, we did chicken nuggets and mac and cheese. And stovetop, stuffing, and instant mashed potatoes. Yeah. And we still carried it through to this day now with our four kids and everything just to remember where we started from and to be thankful for what we had.
1: Do you also make turkey or are your kids going to like get married someday and think that you're they're supposed to have chicken nuggets for Thanksgiving?
2: <laughs> uh, we have turkey when we go and visit family and do the family Thanksgiving. Okay. But at our house every year, we just do the chicken nuggets and stovetop and mac
0: and cheese.
1: I can't even tell you how much I love that. I have zero problems with I that. I think that's
0: fantastic. I That's think. amazing. Thank you.
1: I wonder what this says about us <laughs> that this is the one Thanksgiving Day dish. That is not in a shortage right Everything now. Everything
0: else, you've got supply chain issues. You've got you know people saying don't wait until the last minute to get this, but this this one thing, this
1: one thing is is doing just fine. Thank you very much. Now we know that that we've heard about turkey. Yep. I mean, turkey is definitely in a shortage, or the prices are going up. Um, same thing is true for pre-made pies, pumpkin pies. Oh no, yeah, shortage. Yeah, no. you better make sure that your mom has gotten one for you. Stock for up yours. on some yeah, pumpkin pies. Exactly. Um, even cranberry sauce. Really? Even cranberry sauce. Even the
0: stuff you sloop right out into, into a new
1: can. So what is this thing that is right now, you're not going to have a problem finding it? It's everywhere. Stuffing mix.
0: You know what? <laughs> I, I, I'll i be honest. I'm not wild about stuffing. Oh my word, I love stuffing. I just, I just can't like, I can eat it, but it's like... I think there is room in my stomach that is better used for other things. I love stuffing. It just makes me think of dog food. <laughs> Taylor! I don't know why. That's, well, what I, that's what I think of. We established
1: years ago that I've actually eaten dog food before.
0: <laughs> so that's what's going on! <laughs> and cat food! Jen's like, ooh, this tastes like cat food. I'm loving it. <laughs> no,
1: I didn't say that.
0: If you like dog food, you no! will like stuffing. No!
1: That's not what I said. I'm the offending stuff, a lot
0: of people the right the now, aren't I? The
1: stuffing industry is going to come get us.
0: <laughs> hate to be in the crosshairs of big stuffing.
1: <laughs> Man, I've been in those crosshairs. <laughs> We've talked a lot about shortages, you mm-hmm. know, here in 2021, supply chain issues, that type of stuff. And, you know, I was thinking the other day, if a shortage of a particular kind of food at Thanksgiving is upsetting me, then I'm probably doing it. Wrong. Okay. (laughs) Because as I think back over the many Thanksgivings that I have celebrated, there is one that I remember in particular. It was just my mom and my dad and me, because my sister didn't come along for quite a while and my brother for quite a while after that. So it was just the three of us Mm -hmm. living in a teeny little house in northern Maine. I remember this Thanksgiving almost like it was yesterday. It's one of those clear memories. And we didn't have a lot, but you know what we had for Thanksgiving meal? What'd you have? Chicken noodle soup. Ooh. And it was delicious. We had chicken noodle soup. It was just the three of us. And afterwards we went into the living room and we watched TV, you know, the giant console TVs Mm -hmm. that were on the floor. And we had a lovely, wonderful Thanksgiving just the three of us. The next year, my sister was around, so I never got to say I had just
2: Thanksgiving
1: <laughs> with my mom and dad. But it wasn't about the turkey. No. It was about the together. So this is the time of year where I start kind of just searching around for a a side dish or a dessert or something like that that I can bring to the Thanksgiving Day celebration that I'm going to. That's got just a little bit of a spin to it. Which little Which I of love. A, yeah.
0: Put, put a little twist on the green bean casserole. Exactly. Just, Do something a little different with your stuffing. Just
1: something a little different because it's always the same. And I love the same, but sometimes I just, you know, want to put a little mm-hmm. bit of bacon in the macaroni and cheese or something like that. But this is the thing that you always have to consider whatever you bring to the table has to be a good leftover.
0: Oh, 100%. Because
1: Thanksgiving is definitely about sitting down and mm-hmm. gathering and being grateful as a family. But it's also about the leftovers.
0: Post Thanksgiving is all about how many ways can I combine turkey and stuffing and green bean casserole and mashed potatoes and not get bored of it.
1: And that is another thing that you have to consider when making Mm. a side for Thanksgiving. For Thanksgiving is really it's important that you make a lot of them because. Don't you find that when one, maybe two of the pieces of Thanksgiving dinner runs out. All the rest of the leftovers are uninteresting.
0: You're right. There's one that holds the whole meal together. It It just pulls it all together like a good rug.
1: Think about it. There is some strategizing that needs to happen prior to Thanksgiving.
0: I mean, there's a leftover. You need to make sure that there's a lot left over. Yes,
1: because when there's always this one leftover that if it's gone, the rest of the
2: leftovers are meh.
0: And we want to know what that is.
2: Well, I'm calling for my husband, he would tell you it's the glue is the gravy. <laughs> if the, there's no the, gravy then. <laughs> the glue is the gravy? I learned earlier in our marriage that there's a certain amount of gravy required for potatoes and meat. <laughs>
1: what is that certain amount, a gallon? A lot. Yes. A lot. Yes. <laughs> Sam's Club size.
2: Sam's Club size!
1: <laughs> you have to make sure that you have enough of this after the Thanksgiving meal Mm -hmm. to make sure that the rest of the leftovers are worth eating.
0: Which one is that for you, Nancy?
1: I agree
2: with the previous caller. Gravy is the glue. And I was going to call and say that exact thing. And then I thought, that sounds kind (laughs) of ooey, So maybe I would just say my go-to ingredient for leftovers is the gravy. Because I put it on everything. The potatoes, the dressing, the meat. And if I don't have it the next day... It's like, I don't want any of it. Except the pie, of course. That's exempt.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Sam it, it doesn't matter what's missing. I will always eat leftover pumpkin pie.
2: I make pumpkin, and I also make a homemade chocolate with meringue. I'm sorry. What did you
1: just but say? Tell me about that slowly. The homemade chocolate pie with meringue topping. Where do you live? I'm here in Des Moines. <laughs> so am I. Yeah. <laughs> <I'm> a- <laughs> I will walk to your house for homemade chocolate oh, pie <laughs> When green bean casserole is gone, I lose interest in the rest of the Thanksgiving leftovers. That's just, that's my one thing that if it's, if it's not on the reheated plate... Eh.
0: I'm realizing that's kind of how it works for me too is there's one thing like for me it's it's the turkey. Mm-hmm. Um, if that's gone, all of a sudden everything else just doesn't look appealing. So we want to know what's the one food that holds all of your Thanksgiving leftovers together and makes them worthwhile? The turkey yes. You're a turkey guy.
1: So if there's no turkey, you don't care about the rest.
2: or well, like stuffing.
1: Okay. So you turkey need, need the and stuffing. stuffing. So if there's no stuffing and no turkey, then you don't want to eat any of the rest of the leftovers.
2: And I kind of like the pumpkin pie, too. Like, if there's no pumpkin pie left, then it's like I've lost all interest.
0: It sounds like you need all of the leftovers to be interested in the leftovers. <laughs> turkey,
1: stuffing. <laughs> Pumpkin
0: pie. You want to throw the green bean casserole in there, too? Uh, no, I don't like green bean casserole.
1: Okay.
0: I only like my grandma's green bean casserole.
1: Oh, okay. Why your grandma's?
2: She
0: makes it with love.
1: Well, I don't that's, make it with that. That's so. the key
0: ingredient. I understand. I've been making mine with apathy all this time.
1: <laughs> I was sitting in the audience watching what was happening up on the stage, mm-hmm. and I knew something was wrong. Uh-oh. I had the opportunity to direct a play at mm-hmm. the Des Moines Playhouse, Junie B, Jingle Bells, Batman Smells, and uh, I had children in my cast, all right? <laughs> <laughs> two of my children, who were actors, were up on the stage performing one of the scenes. This was this past weekend. Something was off mm. because the two of them, these two gals, they kept looking down at the floor. mm And that was not part of their blocking. They weren't supposed to do it. But they kept talking to each other, looking down at the floor, and then taking these weird steps with their feet. Hmm. And I'm sitting there going, what is going on? This is in the middle of a performance. (laughs) There are hundreds of people in this audience watching. Girls, what are you doing? And they're taking these little weird steps. Later on, when I went to chat with them in the green room, I was like, What was going on up there? And they were like, Well, there was this dying fly and it was walking across us on the stage, and we were both trying to like step on it without anybody noticing. And I was like, Number one, I noticed. Number two, at least you stayed in character. Bugs. They always show up at the most inopportune
0: times. You got a story about that?
2: Think back to the days where you had to highly tease your hair before you went to school. Oh, I remember Uh those days. Okay, well, that was me. So I'm sitting in Mr. O'Clushen very serious English teachers class and this fly keeps circulating because he loves the smell of my hairspray and so I'm shooing it away and I'm trying to be, you know, discreet. Yeah. So the boy that I like is sitting next to me and he's watching this. So I'm trying carefully not to call too much attention to myself. Well, the fly lands in my little teased nest <laughs> and the boy hits it. No! <laughs> With his hand. With his hand. (laughs) The fly is now trapped in my teeth's (laughs) mess. I am Turning every color, just really upset. <laughs> and now the fly is making the noises that it makes as it's about to die. <laughs> oh yeah, super loudly. Caught in my nest. <laughs> Preston is looking at me from the top of his glasses, <laughs> and I just sat in horror until it died. It died he in just your sat hair. There. Yes. Did you and that boy ever go out on a date? Not after that. It was over. <laughs>
1: They're a part of life, so eventually, at some point, they're going to enter into yours.
0: Bugs. (laughs) You got a story about a bug, Dorothy? I do, but it's a good bug story. Oh. Go
2: ahead. We had a woolly worm caterpillar crawling across our kitchen floor, and my husband says, well, don't touch it. It bites. So I got the room, swept it up in the dustpan, went to dump it outside, and when I went to dump it outside, I could smell smoke. Oh. I said, I smell smoke outside. And he says, "Well, is the combine okay?" And I says, "Well, I don't know." And he ran out there, and sure enough, the combine was on fire. Whoa! Yes, that was a God story for sure.
1: <laughs> God sent a caterpillar in your house so that you would go outside and see that the combine was on fire. He works
0: <laughs> in mysterious ways, doesn't he? He sure.
1: Does. He sure does. Was everything okay?
2: Yeah, we, we ran out there with buckets of water, and it, and we got it out before. It was forced into flames, and it was also sitting by a propane tank. Oh,
0: Oh my goodness.
2: goodness. The shed had all kinds of equipment in it that would have burned as well.
1: Oh, my goodness. That is
0: one great little caterpillar.
1: (laughs) I know. Seriously. It was. We understand that, you know, insects, bugs, they, they have their place mm-hmm. in the ecosystem. They have a, a job to do. So uh, we're very happy to let them have their own little lives, right?
0: Away from our little lives. <laughs> but the
1: problem when, is when a bug's life starts to interfere with your life.
2: As a trained medical professional, I can handle many crises. A spider comes into my office, I'm out. However, you have a child in your clinic who needs something you cannot run. Oh. So I had a staff member bring a kindergartner into my office, and I went to grab the kindergartner Band-Aid, and I looked over, and there's a spider. And I'm like, oh, my land. And the kindergartner's like, Mrs. Binning, what is wrong? And he's like, nothing. And she's like, oh do you want me to kill this spider for you? And I was like, it's okay, it'll be okay. And she's like, but you're scared. It's okay to be scared. (laughs) And I was like, okay, thank you. And then she said, do you want me to put the band-aid on too?
1: (laughs) Maybe it's a coping mechanism. Maybe it's a serious flaw in... Me. Oh, and you. (laughs) Yeah, me. I'm going to confess something. First of all, my first confession is I've already watched a Christmas movie. I don't see
0: anything wrong with that.
1: No? No. No? Okay. Here's where the true confessions come in. (laughs) I have a habit. It started as a child. It continues to this day. I thought that I would outgrow it. Sometimes these movies get a little long. (laughs) And I just really, really want to know what happens to like, my favorite character. Okay. Yeah. And and so, and I want to make sure after reading way too many Nicholas Sparks books that my favorite character is not going to expire in some way yeah. and then I'm going to be angry at the end of the movie. I fast forward to like the last couple of scenes of the movie just to make sure that it's going to end the way that I want it to.
0: When when do you start fast forwarding? Like at what point are you like, okay, time to see how this ends?
1: Sometimes when the movie gets a little bit long in the tooth, you know, like when it starts to get a little bit boring, okay, I'm just like, okay, I, I need, I need to know if I'm going to invest the time in finishing this movie, I need to know,
0: and then so that it's
1: going to end in a way that I approve.
0: And then if you approve of it, do you like rewind back yes. and start?
1: Yes, <sighs> it's the same reason why I watch replays of football games that I already know
0: the ending to. <laughs> you just want to know it's all gonna be okay. <laughs> exactly. It's, I'll tell you this. What's so wrong with that? It is hard to fast forward movies in the days of Netflix and streaming because it used to be you hit fast forward on the VCR and you could see everything that was happening. (laughs) Now in Netflix, it's like you're fast forwarding and all of a sudden it's going at five times speed and you just skip a thousand (laughs) scenes and you don't know what happened. I
1: have learned how to fast forward in all of the different streaming services. There's a way to do it so that you can see
0: what's happening. Okay. You do have a problem. I do. (laughs) That's a problem. It's
1: not a problem. It's
0: a coping mechanism. Oh. I still have a little bit of regret over this. I mean, not enough to go back and fix what I did, but there's, there's some regret.
1: Okay, so I know that you haven't fast-forwarded through a movie to no. see that if you if you're okay with the ending. That's what I do. Mine isn't
0: necessarily about a movie, but it started with a movie. Oh, it did. When I was in high school English, my teacher showed us a few scenes from Les Mis with uh, with Liam Neeson playing Jean Valjean. That's a tome the movie you know it's nice and clean it's about two hours long and and i was like okay this is like a really cool story let me guess you went to look up the book yeah (laughs) i went i found the book and you were like what is this a telephone book it was a big old book (laughs) and i got there was the abridged version and the unabridged and i was like well clearly i need to read the unabridged oh taylor so i get that Big old book. Good night. And is it I decided.
1: Still, is it still holding a door open somewhere?
0: I'm going to read Les Mis. Wow.
1: That is admirable.
0: There are some really good moments. There are also some moments where I'm sure at the time the political commentary was very astute and gripping in the 21st century it just does not translate but i read up until probably the last 75 to 100 pages and there's like i don't know almost 2000 in that thing and i was like no you didn't i can't do it anymore no i just set the book down no taylor. i stopped like all the conflict was over too like this was just in the wrapping up like everybody's getting married and living happily ever after part
1: taylor you're so close but you I only still, have 75 pages left of a 2,000-page book.
0: I still have not brought myself to finish it. It's just sitting there completely unfinished. For how long? Uh, well, I would have been like 19. So it's been almost 15 years. Taylor, <laughs> you're only 75 pages away
1: from being able to say that you read the entirety of the unabridged version of Les Mis.
0: It's still impressive to say I almost finished no, Les Mis. not. No, I read the not. vast majority of Les Mis. I can't handle this. We're Taylor and Jen, just two people who don't finish works of classic literature. Fast forward through Christmas movies to the end to make sure your favorite character makes it. It's the truth.
1: We're just telling it.
0: <laughs> we're we're the worst, aren't we, Paul?
1: Jen, you
0: have a problem. Yeah, I know. You don't fast forward through movies if you're getting bored of them. I'm not going there. You're not go- oh. oh. Oh, I plead the fifth.
1: Oh, okay. you're gonna tell me i have a problem but you say you've done that
0: you can't call us and then say you plead the fifth
1: (laughs) have you do you fast forward to the end of movies do you go and read the end of a book to make sure it ends the way that you want it to
0: i i i have fast forward to some movies. okay okay
1: okay okay
0: you've watched a few at double speed Triple, quadruple, okay. <laughs> I knew I'm
1: not I know I'm not the only one. I know I'm not the only no, one that does this. No, you're not. Oh but how come I have a problem? Well
0: Sometimes we criticize in people the things we most dislike about ourselves.
2: The Taylor and Jen podcast is a product of Northwestern Media, a ministry of the University of Northwestern St. Paul.
0: You can hear more from Taylor and Jen weekday mornings online at Life1071.com or on the Life 107.1 app.